Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hey there, everyone. Today, we are going to talk about special factors in the IEP. Such a glamorous topic. Um, but the reason I'm going to talk about special factors and other, I'm going to go through other sections as well, is that... I know you parents, first of all. I've attended so many IEP meetings and like 99% of the time when a parent is handed a draft IEP, like the first thing that they do is flip to the back to see like what their child's going to get, you know, what, what the services are. Oh, they cut his OT from twice a week to once a week. Oh my gosh. Um... And if you don't look at the IEP as a whole and understand the significance of each section, it's really hard to get issues resolved because, and I've been there. I I know I tell that story all the time of how I got my county to commit to two hours of OT a week instead of one. Um, And I was so pleased with myself for doubling my son's OT But meanwhile, I had completely lost sight of the big picture. But I get it. You look at those services and how much pullout they're going to get and how much one-on-one reading instruction they're going to get. And that's something tangible. It's something you can look at and see and um, measure. You know, you can ask your child each week if they got that, that time. Um, But you really have to learn how to look at the big picture and the entire IEP in order to be a better advocate. Um, Because as many of you have learned, when you are then arguing for more services, you're arguing for more one-on-one reading instruction or you're arguing and, and advocating for more OT time, if you don't have an understanding of the previous sections, you're not really, you're not going to get there, if that makes sense. So anyway, in near the front of an IEP, um, what the actual section is numbered, you know, kind of varies from state to state, state to state. Um, but it says there are special facts, special factors to consider in the IEP, and you may or may not have any of these boxes checked one of them is behaviors um deaf and hard of hearing is one of them blind or visually impaired is one of them um let me think oh uh english limited english proficiency is one of them communication problems i think is one and ah assistive technology that's one of them And basically what IDEA says is that 
um, the team must consider these special factors. And you're like, okay, yeah, great. Um, so, <laughs> but what I find is that a lot of times, first of all, these special factors may require additional evaluations, which schools aren't always so keen on doing. Um, but it also requires your school to kind of, they're all in. Um, would assistive technology better facilitate your child's learning? Would it give them better access to their education? If the answer to that is yes, then check the box, okay? I want the kid in front of me to match the kid on paper. And I've almost come to this conclusion And I, you know, again, I have to preface this with, I love public education. I'm a huge public education advocate. I love schools. I love teachers. I truly do. But I feel like they're in such panic mode because of their lack of resources. And they know internally as IEP teams, they know that they are really going to struggle to implement a solid IEP. So it's almost like they try to commit to as little as possible. And they try to brush it off with, oh, well, we're going to do that anyway, but we don't need to check that box. Or sometimes they'll even go as far as gaslighting you into, well, we can't check that box because. And then, like, especially with the AT one, that's the one I find the most um, that they're resistant to check the box. Because they know then that they are bound to AT evaluations. They're bound to providing assistive technology. And of course, like as soon as you say that word technology, like all anyone sees is dollar signs, right? That's all they see. Like, ah, this kid's gonna want AT and that's expensive. They just think they think right away, I'm gonna have to buy this kid a thousand dollar iPad and a $500 communication program to go on it. And that's not necessarily the case. It's also weird to me that I have actually seen kids who have had, you know, multiple FBAs over the years. They have a behavior plan in place and then the behaviors box is not checked. And the behavior question is pretty cut and dry. And it even says, um, does the student have behaviors that impede his learning or the learning of others? I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory to me. And it's, it's, I've, I've just heard some really weird excuses like, oh, well, we don't need to check that because... Um, because he has a behavior plan. 
And it's just like, well, yeah, but because he has a behavior plan is because he has behaviors. Like, check the box. Um, for as, like, inane as the special factors section can be, it's weird the amount of resistance I find that schools will give you in checking some of these boxes. If that makes sense. The other end of the spectrum is overuse of some of the special factors. And I live in an area where um, my school district is about, I think, 30% Latino. And we have many families who come here from Mexico and Puerto Rico and the parents are not native English speakers, but the kids are. Kids were born here or brought here at a very young age and American English, they're, bi they're usually bilingual with Spanish being spoken at home, but they're perfectly fluent, you know, because they've gone to preschool and school, they're perfectly fluent in English. Um, but I've seen a lot of trying to push these kids off into ESL or ELL classes, whatever, whatever your school calls them, instead of evaluating for reading disabilities. You know, just because a child is bilingual or just because a child has parents whose primary language is Spanish, that doesn't mean that that child cannot develop dyslexia. They, they can. <laughs> Spanish kids get dyslexia too. Newsflash. Um, so I've seen like overuse of some of these special factors. And kids, kids who really have a complete grasp of the English language being pulled out of their classrooms, you know, daily or weekly to go into these ELL classes and meanwhile they're just struggling and hobbling along with undiagnosed learning disabilities. Um, again, I see a lot of reluctance to commit to checking off AT because they don't want to commit to assistive technology. The other... Um, the flip side of that is maybe modifying expectations or when I say lessening, is that the word I want to use? Um, rather, you know, using an AT device rather than perhaps, um, perhaps the parent has requested an independent eval for something like dysgraphia okay and they or they don't want to they want to do a handwriting eval so rather than addressing the handwriting issue just hand them an AT device or something like that and I get it I you know I work from home I certainly spend a lot more time on my keyboard or a keyboard than I do handwriting anything but you still should be able to read and write if you have that ability to do that. Um, and if you want to learn to write, you should be able to learn to write. Um, 
the other thing I see with behaviors is a lot of checking the behavior box and doing an FBA, but kind of a crappy one or a, can I say the word half-assed? Um, a half-assed FBA and not really addressing the underlying issues. Um, you know I'm a huge fan of Ross Green. Watch his videos on YouTube, you know, and his, his, his mantra is kids do well when they can. And if a child is struggling and not getting the supports that they need, they're going to, you know, they're going to act out somehow. Somehow you know, we put demands on kids that they cannot meet. Something's going to come to a head and explode. Um, So kids do well when they can. And, and, you know, I don't want to get too far off into talking about like disability classification, but I see a lot of kids. It's a trend of kids with behaviors who previously were classified as autistic and they were in that autism eligibility category and they get moved to ED or emotionally disturbed or they start off with learning disability and they get moved to emotionally disturbed because either the learning disability or the autism wasn't supported. So then the child started to act out. Okay. One of the saddest quotes I ever read, and, and I'll post it on my Facebook page in the coming days or weeks. Um, saddest quotes I ever read was from a special, special ed director who said, these kids come to us with learning disabilities and they leave emotionally disturbed. And that is so sad, but it's also so true because the behaviors just start to mimic that of an emotionally disturbed person. But really what it comes down to is that their learning disabilities aren't being supported. So they act out. If you're constantly putting demands on someone and expectations and they don't have the tools in their toolkit to get it done... They're going to act out. Kids do well when they can. So let's give them the tools to do well. Okay. Um, and how to handle it. I mean, if you're discussing the special factors section of the IEP and you're at a disagreement with your team, you just have to decide, you know, like anything else. Is this the hill I'm going to die on? Um, how important is it to me that this box gets checked? You can um, you can only you know you can only fight as much fight as you have in you. Um, and that being said, for as much as I've seen wrong with IEPs, I've seen kids who are getting sufficient you know, assistive technology and using assistive technology to their benefit, even though the team hadn't checked that box. Um, I've seen kids, um, the flip side of that is I've seen kids whom the team really felt that the child had maxed out as far as their writing skills and wanted to use assistive, assistive technology. 
and mom was against it. Mom wanted to keep pushing for handwriting. So it kind of goes both ways. Um, but like I said, like anything else, you have to decide, is this the hill I'm going to die on? And when you get your PWN, it should be on there. If there's something that you've asked for and the team has not given it to you, um, it needs to be on there with an explanation why. And you can still agree to it and put a what I call the yes but. And, you know, I'm agreeing to this as written. However, you know, if Susie's handwriting does not improve in the next six months, I'm going to ask for, you know, a new handwriting eval or I'm going to ask for an assistive technology eval or whatever it is that you want checked in that box or which box you want checked so again take a look at your own IEP look at the special factors section um, because all the sections need to kind of jive together um, and when you look at the big picture you just want it to be solid from start to finish so and that's just one of those pages that um, in most meetings I've been in, people just really kind of gloss over it. Oh, and then we have special factors, blah, 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 next. Um, and you, you don't, you know, it's an important section. They're all important. Some are more important than others, but it's still an important section. So special factors, take a look at it, and I will talk with you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group. Kisses me.
my way.